Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We do. We talk about anything. Like, there's nothing that I'm afraid to talk to you about. Right, exactly. I will literally show you my butthole if I had to. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, if you ever had like a tapeworm situation, man, I'm not gonna lie, I got your back. I Thanks, I Let appreciate it. We just get it, a Publix bag and. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of the Corazon Chronicles podcast. I'm Janice. And I'm Ray. What's up, guys? Hey, y'all. I'm super excited for today's episode because I think I'm going to be a little bit of the guest. Oh, yes. <laughs> you're going to be asking me some love and money questions. Love and money questions. Absolutely. Yeah. I know in the last episode, we kind of ended it off and I wanted to just talk a little bit about, um, you know, couples that are, you know, going through any type of financial um, adventure together, whether they're, you know, debating on conjoined bank accounts or trying to invest in on something together or maybe start a business together or maybe one person work for the other person, you know, stuff like that. So I think this is probably more of your realm. So yeah, I'm super excited to tap into my expertise. So if you guys don't know, I also have a second podcast called Yo Quiero Dinero that talks about money, investing, and building wealth from the lens of a first-gen Latina. I didn't learn shit about money growing up, and so everything that I've been able to accomplish financially has been because of self-education. So reading books, listening to podcasts, trial and error, making a lot of money mistakes, and I've pretty much kind of been through it all when it comes to you know, navigating the world of money, most recently getting a divorce and like experiencing you know, what that looks like and financially yeah. and I've started businesses, closed businesses, 
You got worked the in book corporate. coming out? I have a book coming out that's going to be talking about my money journey and just all the lessons that I've learned along the way. So super excited to hopefully share some tips and tricks today to navigate love and dinero. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. And I think uh, a lot of people are actually going through stuff like this that are that's pretty similar because I know that we're, we're pretty fresh and um, we're actually coming up on our sixth month. Oh my God, it? babe. It's hey. like, that's a milestone. Right. And we're going to be in Puerto Rico for it too, which is even better. Yes, I can't wait. We're actually going to shoot some vlog style content out there so you guys can experience the magic of Puerto Rico and maybe you'll see a little bit of why we fell in love over there because, you know, not to be biased or anything, but I do think it's one of the best places in the world. Yeah, it has nothing to do with our heritage at all. (laughs) Nothing to do with how good the food is or how good the music is. No, no, no. Yeah, I can't wait to do the vlog style content. That's going to be great because, I mean, at least we can kind of show people what we do, you know, when we're down there and like, you know, the, the fun side of, you know, a little bit of financial freedom, I guess, right? You know, it's really what it comes down to. So, yeah. Um, All right. So, and then we also have another segment from the Am I the Asshole that we're going to get into later. Yes, of course. I know y'all love that segment. Yeah. That's this, uh, the topic for that one, I'll give it to you now. That way you guys can kind of fester on it throughout the episode. But the topic for that specific one is um, a gentleman and his coworker are, his coworker is a female, right? And then, so his wife, and her husband, all, the four of them kind of know each other and hang out and stuff, right? And uh, there seems to be some tampons popping up, and <laughs> we don't know if it's evidence of a scandal, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna dive into it and see. Oh god, this seems like it's gonna be sticky. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's, it's usually pretty quick to be like, I don't know, something's going on. I'm yeah. about to hire cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that I feel like I want my second career, whatever number this is at this point, to be, I want to be a PI. I want to bring back the show Cheaters. Damn. And I literally want to be hired to investigate people because in my friend circle, I'm always the one that people are asking to investigate the new boyfriend. So I'm the one that's that's going on the Google search, pulling up the background checks, scouring social media for anything suspicious. Like, people already know, you want Janice to be on this case. Damn. (laughs) Well, there you go, guys. Uh, just just right there, like she said. I mean, if you guys need any type of uh, PI work. Yeah, know. just hit me up. We can work something out. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and dive into it. All right. And yeah. then um, I guess we'll kind of just see where the conversation takes us. Okay. But what um, what do you think um, is is usually like the, the, the natural timeline for a couple that's that's, you know, together, it doesn't matter how long they've been together or whatever, just what would be the timeline, you know, a couple should think about maybe, you know, looking at into each other's finances and stuff. Cause I know it's, you know, when things are new, it's, it's like respectful and it's the right thing to do to like kind of stay out of people's pockets. Right. Mm-hmm. But eventually once the relationship kind of evolves and stuff like that, I mean, what does that look like? Do people need to be living together first before they explore each other's finances or do they need to identify a reason why to even look into the finances together like maybe they're going to start saving for something i don't know what do you think the ideal timeline is for something like that i think for me it's actually before moving in together i think once you've like moved in it might be too late to have that conversation because you know at that point you're assuming that you're going to take on some sort of shared financial responsibility when it comes to paying rent together you know groceries utilities all those things right so i feel like when the relationship feels like you're ready to take that next step which is usually what people do 
us moving in together. I think that's the time to have like a serious sit down meeting where you are, you know, literally just putting it all on the table. And if that conversation is transparent and you both feel comfortable, then it's great. But if you're starting to feel like this person's not willing to be super transparent because there might be some shit lurking in the back. They have like some debt or something. Yeah, or like a bad credit score that like if you go to get an apartment, you're not going to get approved or whatever. Like if the person's being kind of dodgy and it's like, well, I don't know why you need to know all that, then I think that's a big red flag. Yeah, I think you're right about that too. And I think that also there has to be like, I mean, it would make sense that, that there should be a common goal or reason, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, the moving in thing would be, I guess, the, the one of the big things, right? Yeah. Or maybe even, you know, saving up for um, a trip or something mm-hmm. together. I know you and I had talked about <clears throat> doing some type of like separate account just for like saving for fun things yeah. and stuff like that. Now, we haven't done anything like that yet. Um, and you know, we're taking our time with everything, but, um, what do you, what do you think the, the natural, I guess, what do you think about people having conjoined bank accounts in the first place? What are your thoughts on that? Cause yeah. that could be kind of, be kind of sketchy. I mean, I think it's okay. As long as you're not combining everything. Like I'm not a big fan of Dave Ramsey and like one this checking whole mentality. Yeah, like that's crazy. To right? become one and like all your money's together. Yeah. I just don't think it's like a smart thing to do. And especially coming from my perspective as a woman who has been divorced. Right. Like I know that if my money had been tied up with my ex, yeah. we'd be having a completely different conversation about Hell what yeah. my life looks like right now. Yeah. You know, it would have been really, really devastating financially. Right. Um not to mention, like, God forbid you're in a physically abusive relationship sure. and all your shit's combined. Like, how are you going to take money out? This person's going to literally be able to stop you from leaving. Right. And so, like, you know, the thing about financial abuse that a lot of people don't realize is, like, 99% of abuse type of relationships involve some type of financial abuse. There's yeah. some sort of control. And unfortunately, um, women tend to be on the losing side of that. Yeah. So I think, you know, just to protect yourself, you cannot tie up all your money together. You should yeah. definitely like, you know, if you have shared goals, cool. Have a joint bank account that is like, like for specific purposes, whether that's saving for a house, a wedding, whatever. But you still need your own like separate spending money because it's just a it's a matter of like personal safety. Right. And I mean, you could even have like a conjoint account for like that, that time when you guys do move in together. You could have a conjoint account for the rent and the bills. Yeah, I definitely I know think that makes sense. People that are like roommate situations, you know, a group of guys or something. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll they'll do something like that or whatever. And then you're right about that too, because my dad's built this business for himself. And, you know, my my uh his wife has been in, in tow the whole time, right? And she's been there to support and help and stuff like that. So um but you know <clears throat> her credit and 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 stuff was used in the beginning right and then once they got married and stuff they have a split bank account you know what i mean like what it's literally like they each have a card and you know they're they're tied into llc's together and everything which is fine you know that's if you stay together (laughs) if you stay together right and it's like you know and, and they seem to be it seems to be fine and working out for them but boy oh boy that does that does scare me for scare me for people like that yeah and i'm sure he doesn't have a prenup no, all that. No way. Yeah. There was nothing before, yeah. right? There was nothing before. It was like, well, she 
she had good she had good credit, you yeah. know, and then he was using my uh, his mother, my grandmother's credit card to fulfill the orders and then pay her back and stuff too, right? Yeah. So he was getting it done, but you know, now that his credit is probably immaculate now it's like now it's everything's but you know yeah. you want you talk about being stuck though right i mean if you know this you know people like that could end up being like man i i don't love this person anymore yeah. and i'm so stuck in what we've built together and all this shit that i i just i if, if i walk away from it it's gonna i'll have to go stay in the extended stay hotel yeah then that's the thing i think a lot of people don't realize that there is actually a solution to what you're talking about which is a post-nuptial agreement Right. So it's literally just the same type of deal as a prenup that you do before marriage, but with a postnup, you do it after marriage. Mm. So let's say like five years in, you have built a business. Maybe you've like inherited some money or you think you're going to inherit some money. Like you can get a postnup after getting married so that you can make sure whatever you've built still stays with you, even though you've built it during the marriage. But you have to get the postnup while you guys are married before the divorce. You can't be like, yeah, hey, we're going to yeah, get yeah, a divorce yeah. and I need you to sign this postnup. Right. No, there has to be um, a lot of transparency with that process because postnups are one of those things that can be contested in court sure. if there's any signs that like the person was coerced into signing it mm. so you have to be really careful with that so my best advice is like if you find yourself already married you're building wealth making money starting business whatever like talk to an attorney that specializes in family law sure. but also like both of you should have separate attorneys to review that postnuptial agreement just to make sure that there's no undue influence that can then be used in a court of law to try to dispute that agreement I think that I th I think I'm I think I'm all about having split split accounts split everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If there's one conjoined account, great. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if I have my own savings account and I'm putting in my own thing, then you know, when it comes down to like time to use it and stuff like that, then you know, if I've been doing my part, the money should be there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's kind of one of those things too, but. Um, I, I, I've always thought even back to when I had my business before and stuff, you know, I, I've always thought that I was going to keep those things separate, you know, mm -hmm. like have those things very separated because, you know, regardless of, of the whole yours is mine and whatever, like, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I was in a position where I was like, you know, she's been with me the whole time. Like, yeah, she's got a right to it too. You know, I didn't really feel like it was just my money, Yeah. but at the end of the day, really and legally it is just my money yeah i you mean you're I mean? not married so, you don't owe anybody anything right. like according to the law you know and i think um that's one of those things you have to be careful when you are doing things like let's say you want to buy a house together and you're a couple but you're not married right we're hearing about this on an episode of um i will teach you to be rich with ramit Sethi. he's a really popular personal finance personality and he's talking to a couple that they've bought a house and now the girl's like you know, we've been together five years. You're not really hitting the milestones that I want you to hit us. Yeah, yeah. I want to get married. I want to have a baby. Um, and now they're talking about potentially having to sell this house, right. which is very fucking messy in a, in the legal situation because there's no, you know, the, the thing about marriage is that it's a, it's a contract. It's something recognized by the government. There's a process to get married and there's a process to get divorced. Right. And that's dictated by the laws of the state. When you're a couple that's just a boyfriend and girlfriend, there's no automatic, here's how this shit works when we break up situation, especially if we own things. And so that's when shit gets really sticky. Yeah. I, 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 I've never, I've never seen it work out and I've never, I've never, you, know, you never really hear of these success stories of like, 
you know, true 50-50 of everything, you know, especially with how common divorce and breakups are and everything now too. It's just like, I I feel like our minds are so conditioned to the possibility of the shit's just not going to, it just might not work out. We're actually like more inclined to believe the statistic of like the 60-40 or the 70-30. It's like, it's, it's, it's really, you see everybody's reaction when you, here of like a couple that's been together for 40, 50 years, people are looking around, they're like, fuck. Yeah, it's like unheard of at this point. Yeah, and like, I mean, I I even think about that. I'm like, shit, 40, 50 years with the same person. That's like, I know for a fact that that shit took a lot of work. Hell yeah. And everybody does, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. looks around and they're like, yeah, so... You never really hear those success stories of like the conjoined thing and anything like that, but I'm just curious on like how to navigate that for other people who like maybe one maybe it's more one side like what if one person is wanting it more than the other person like how do you how do you deal with something like that like what do you mean like in our situation if i was over here like babe like let's like let's get a conjoined credit card Mm, like let's mm -hmm. get a conjoined bank account like why won't you like why don't we Mm. like why don't we move these things in like love bombing in a sense of like they're like trying to get into your finances that's financial abuse potentially yeah it is especially if like there's this pressure to combine finances or there's this pressure to hey i need you to put me on your bank accounts or you know shit like that is just weird yeah because it's like i feel like I mean, I, I'm still new to like the money game and everything too, but I'm I'm sure that you know I'm sure they can like open up lines of credit in your name or you know well, I, they I have your if social they're, if they're right and that's the thing you know you can actually put an alert on your credit uh, report that requires a bank or some whatever institution to call you ah. to verify that you want to open this line of credit mm. and so i actually have that activated on my credit so I when i went to, to get a yeah I, I, everybody should look into that because you don't want you know exactly what you're talking about to happen so when i got my car recently like they literally called me at the dealership hey you just got this inquiry for a new car loan yeah. is this you yes yes it is <laughs> please give me the <laughs> give me the fucking money <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's little things that you can do to protect yourself from, you know, somebody becoming, you know, a predator with your money. So, all right. Now, um, if you have something that you're working on and that you you feel like you're going to be, you know, you're going to have some financial freedom one day, right? You're going to have a little nest egg. You have something working or maybe it's already happening. Um, Is it wrong? Is it wrong to like want to like want to? kind of hedge yourself against anything that's happening. It's like almost like the people who re- like want people to sign a prenup mm-hmm. and the people that are like, no, I'm yeah. here for the love, but I'm also not going to sign the prenup. Cause for me, I'm here for the love. Yeah. I've said it a long time ago, right? Like I'll, I'll sign any of it. Cause whatever you have going on is stuff that you have going on that yeah. you've built, you know? Right. And I would want that to be respected if it was vice versa. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't want someone to come in and be like, Hey, just cause I'm with you. The law says, that's weird, you know? Yeah. And then, like, I feel like, you know, the Gino and Jasmine thing on 90 Day where he asked her to sign the prenup and she was making it a big deal and yeah. all this stuff. I, is, it, is it wrong for someone to... Uh, when someone asks for a prenup or they're, they're, they're trying to pr- protect themselves, are they kind of, like, betting on the fact that it won't work out? Well, that's the narrative, right? Then right. that's why a lot of people don't even want to bring it up because there's like this stigma of like, oh, well, you're clearly planning to get married just to get divorced because this is what you're thinking about. But or I like think, it's a possibility to you. Yeah. Right? But I think that's stupid, honestly, because 
people are getting married later in life nowadays, yeah. right? And so you're getting more time to build up some sort of assets. Sure. You know, when you're 18 years old, getting married, you ain't got shit. Yeah, you got but you're 35, 40, you've built up some, some, some stuff. You might have a house, a car, yeah. some fucking investments. Yep. And like, if you don't protect that, you're stupid. Yeah. At this point, it's like, it doesn't make sense to me why people still have this idea of like, oh, it's a prenup. It's just destined to, you know, make you get divorced. I think like if you can have those types of hard ass conversations before you even get married, yeah. that's a better fucking sign that you actually do have the communication skills to navigate a lot of the crazy shit that's going to happen while y'all are together. Yeah. And I, I think I would, I would be a lot more open, especially if I had, you know, it's like if you won the lottery or something, you wouldn't want to tell anybody. I yeah. think that would, I would much rather have someone be open and, and cool with the prenup because of what I said, like what it means. I think I would be like, okay, then, well, then I, I fuck with that because at least now that now I have some reassurance that it's like you don't want it to end, but you're okay with the fact that if it does end, but you're there's not a here plan. for the money, yeah, like, and you're not letting the government dictate how things happen like you're actually being proactive about it right because at the end of the day if you don't have a prenup the same way when you drop dead if you don't have an estate plan there are already like laws in the books about how shit's supposed to get you know divided up so right. if you want to avoid the drama that is inevitably going to be part of like a breakup i think it just makes sense and it's not just to protect the person with the assets it's also meant to protect the other person who may not want to be involved in the shit that you're building. Right. Like if I'm going to take this huge risk of starting a business, I'm going to get into a bunch of debt potentially, mm -hmm. you know, like if we have built that during the marriage, you are liable for that shit too, because right. it's a marital asset. A business is a marital asset. So the creditors are going to come after both of y'all unless it says, you know, any debts that I incur through the building of this business belong to me only mm -hmm. in the prenup. Got you. So it's like you have to paint it like that too. It's to actually benefit both people. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I could definitely see that as well. Um, all right. So on the flip side, now you have a couple that is establishing that you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna make a run for it, right? And um, what do you think the the what do you think the right steps are when you're first starting to like cross examine each other's income and stuff like what are the things that you're going to be looking for mm. you know like when we did it with uh with each other it was more of like well i didn't i didn't even do it with you right it was <laughs> i think you're afraid of my no nah, no nah, it's just it's you're just like, your, this shit looks complicated now nah, it's just your thing you know <laughs> and it's just like what you're the ins and outs of what you have going on is like that's that's what you have going on yeah you know, mine was very direct i have one job i make one paycheck and I, I pay taxes for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I and yes. I get like a thousand, two thousand dollars back from the government too. Like right. that doesn't even happen for people like you. So yeah. But I think like if you had like, you know, two people that are wanting to like look at each other's finances and like they're wanting to, I don't know, join bank accounts or they're wanting to move in together, what are the things that you're looking for? Yeah. Like what are the red flags? What are the green flags? So obviously you want to know how much each of y'all are making because that's going to be able to dictate what like, like kind per, of house like, you can get. Like per month? Or? Yeah, I think so. Monthly yeah. income is fine. Um, just And take home like after taxes because, you know, it's one thing to like you're getting paid a salary, but you know that's not what you're actually taking home. Oh, yeah. My paychecks, my paychecks, they take like six, seven hundred dollars out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So you need to know take home pay for both of y'all. 
um, credit scores because, you know, at the end of the day, America runs on credit. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And then I want to know, like, what kind of debt do you have? You know, do you have $100,000 in student loans? Do you have um, medical debts that are defaulted? Did you not pay your credit cards? Like, I need to know all that shit. Right. It's not to say that, like, you know, you break up with somebody because they have a bad credit score. Because I know when we first met, I started asking you about your credit. And you're yeah. like, well, I've never used credit. Yeah. Because I was raised in a household where, like, we just paid cash for everything. Yeah, when I had my business, that's how I did my business too. It was like a, a, a big, heavy cash flow business. Which is wild because I put everything in my business on credit because it gives me some breathing room. And I also like taking advantage of like credit card rewards and stuff. So we we operate completely differently. Yeah. But the, I say all that to say you had a lower credit score than you do now because you just literally didn't have Nothing. any credit. Yeah. Right? And I so, did have like two little things on there, but it wasn't like, there like was, a cell phone bill. Yeah, and... it wasn't like there was no thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. There was no, obviously, no student debt. Yeah, stuff like that, you know. And I, I, I never applied for a house or mm-hmm. nothing like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I guess like I was kind of at ground zero a little bit. But I've got two credit cards now, right? Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're yeah, already we're working on, a... on it, babe. I think your credit score has gone up over a hundred points since we've met. So hashtag uh, get yourself a partner that actually helps you achieve shit it has actually gone up because it was like fuck was it maybe like five five twenty yeah five forty you're like almost almost at 700 i think no it's it's i just checked it yesterday it's at 723 shut the hell up you're officially in the excellent range it's seven to well it's 720 is where that threshold is oh okay yeah well so and then once you know once i work on these other two cards you know once they finally come in the mail and stuff like that that'll be good too that's amazing all right so back to the thing right right? so i said your take-home pay your credit score and your debt i think that pretty much paints you know the picture as far as like what can y'all accomplish right now together with that situation but i think you know it's like monthly finances yes okay uh, I, I think it's also important to talk about like, you know, do you have any investments? Are you invested in your 401k at work? Do you have any rental properties? Like, mm. cause then you start understanding like, where are we starting? You know, yeah. are we starting at ground zero? You got to see, yeah, you got to see what income's happening. And then like, geez, I mean, if that was the case with rental properties, I think, you know, those things kind of branch off into other things, right? Because mm-hmm. now you want to see what the mortgage is on that house mm-hmm. and you want to know what the APR is on that house. Yeah. And then you want to see, um, the, um, you know, the, the income that the house is maybe making mm-hmm. versus what you're paying for the mortgage. Like there's right. a lot of breakdowns, right? Yeah. 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 So, okay. All right. So, and then the, the red flags obviously is going to be huge debt, multiple credit cards, multiple credit lines that um, they're not keeping up. Right. Like I'm looking for defaults. Uh, So like one of the things that I found out about my ex was that he stopped paying his student loans. And so then he started getting his paycheck garnished. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me this. the federal government does not fucking play when it comes to getting back their money. Oh, they get there. They will get that shit. They will garnish your paycheck. They will garnish your income tax return. They will take your damn social security if you still owe that shit by the time you're 65. And it stays with you even through bankruptcy, right? Yeah. You cannot discharge student Uh, loan debt uh. in bankruptcy. It's the one type of debt that like it doesn't fucking matter. You better figure it out. Even if you can only pay like $5 a month, we're going to get our shit. Damn. So, uh, you know, I want to see, like, are you a responsible debt manager? Mm -hmm. Because obviously a lot of people have debt. That's just kind of how we have to operate in this country. Everything's too damn expensive. Unless you can pay, like, you know, $500,000 in cash for a fucking house, 
you're going to have to get a mortgage. Yeah. If you can pay for a car in cash, good for you. Most people cannot. So right. it's not about if you're in debt. It's how are you managing that debt? Right. Are you spending what you can afford? Mm. Are you just like, I'm going to run up these credit cards and then I'm not going to pay this shit and then they're going to go into default and then I'm going to have creditors calling my house. Damn. Because that for me is the sign of a character flaw. When you are bad with money intentionally mm. and you just don't give a fuck, that probably means you don't give a fuck about other things. Yeah, because like like we've said before, the way you do some things is the way you do most things. Yeah. And it is true. It is true. I, I could imagine. I could imagine... My my mom has told me about that. You know, she was like, uh, she was the one. She was the fast one, the bartender. She had the credit lines, the car payments, all the shit, you know. And, I mean, she just got herself into another car payment the other day, obviously, right? She got the Jeep, but... Um, you know, she had, she had finally got the car paid off and everything. And then yeah. that's, that's the milestone. You get it paid off. But then, you know, she finally got her credit fixed and was able to buy a house later on in life. But yeah. Geez. Like, you know, that stuff takes time, especially if you have to repair your credit and you know, if you have to file for bankruptcy. Are crazy, right? Like, yeah. And just... the more that you put on credit cards, like the harder it is to pay off. So I think like if you're the type of person that just doesn't have financial discipline, uh, or if you're with somebody that doesn't have financial discipline, when you start asking those questions, you're mm. going to find out. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, why do you not care about paying back your money? Like, and, and maybe that's when you're going to feel some of that that pushback, mm-hmm. right? You're going to feel the pushback from people who who are going to be. I think it's. I, I think if I would if I had crazy debt like that, I would be embarrassed. That would be. Maybe I mean, my that's a feeling. common thing. So I'd be like. I don't really want to talk about that because, well, like, you know, that's kind of embarrassing, right? But, you know, it, it is – I think that I would look for that too because I'd be yeah. like, well, how are you – What's your plan? Yeah, how are you living, you know? And then, and then also I think those spending habits as well too, you know, those um, – It's just going to pour over too, right? Like if you have a person who just – spends like there's an unlimited amount of money in the bank account. Right. That's going to fuck up your plans yeah. as a couple. Right. So you need to know if you're with somebody who just doesn't give a shit about, you know, uh, honoring the credit limit on a card. Right. Um, and just like wants to be living that YOLO life because if that's completely not aligned with like who you are and what you want to accomplish, then you're just going to be fighting about money all the time. And then what's the fucking point of that? Yeah, and like, and the, and the spending habits too are, you know, um, you know, I've got friends that 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 have bad habits, you know, and they they spend money on the worst things, you know. I I was guilty of it too, you know. I don't really have any vices. I was on those nicotine vapes for a while, and those things are, you know, fifteen twenty bucks a pop, you know, and you're burning through one a week or whatever. But you know, um, you know, I. Some people like to drink a lot. Some people like to smoke a lot of weed. And then other people have more expensive habits than like that. Gambling. Exactly. They got the horse tracks. I mean, they got their... <laughs> some people like to go hit the slopes when they're drinking. Jesus. So. <laughs> a, little bit of, a little bit of snow snow sport action. But, uh, but, but no. You gotta so know that shit, though. It really is true because, like, my... Uh, I don't really have huge spending habits. I don't... Uh, I'm not, like, a sneakerhead. You know, I don't really buy fancy clothes nah, or you anything. shop at Ross. <laughs> yeah, and like the what I do spend my money on though is is a hundred percent my guilty pleasure is always gonna be food. Yeah. Like that's my thing is just like I, I, I'm I'm okay with shopping at Ross so so I can go to Jersey Mike's and get a 
big kahuna. You know, it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We all have our things that we like spending money on and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think it's just important to talk about those things as a couple so that you know, you know, not to be surprised when you start seeing recurring patterns on right. the uh, bank statements. Yeah. So now <clears throat> I guess, so say, say, say folks get moved in, maybe they're, they've been established for a little while together. Maybe they're married, stuff like that. What would be that? What does that next chapter look like as far as being, being invested together? Maybe that's an investment. Maybe that's an investment property. You know, maybe we're going to start, you know, tossing around the idea of throwing some money in a Roth or something. I don't know. There's all kinds of things. I know that I'm going to be, you and I are going to be working together here maybe by the end of the month or something on, you know, putting some money around that I've got coming in to, you know, certain investments and stuff like that. So I can make some money back on that money. Mm-hmm. And so what are your thoughts for like some of those young couples together and by young couples, I mean like young as a couple, you know, yeah. what are those, what are those things that they need to be like some of those milestones they should be looking for? You know, I know it depends on whether they want to do, a business or real estate or whatever stocks, what would your advice be for like a young couple that are kind of exploring that next chapter in the monetary adventure? You know, they've gotten past the credit. They've gotten past the, are we going to have conjoined? Now they're like, we have this money together. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. So I think it's important to sit down and basically like come up with the vision of what you want your lives to look like, right? Whether that is having kids, one of y'all being a stay at home parent, Um, starting a business, buying a house, becoming financially independent and retiring early in the south of France, whatever. Uh, I think that's the first thing you need to do. You kind of need to get on the same page as to like, what do you want your lives together to look like? Right. Because when you have money, right. With, with those answers is when you can then start to put together a plan of like, okay, well I want to be a stay at home mom, let's say. Mm Mm-hmm. So right now I'm making $5,000 a month. So we're going to need to find some way to, to replace that $5,000 a month, right. whether that's you getting a job that pays you more, whether that is us like potentially let's buy some investment properties and then can give us, you know, $5,000 in income, whatever. Um, what you want to accomplish is then going to lead you to like, okay, then what do we need to do to get there? It's almost mm-hmm. like a reverse engineering Think about the goal first, and then let's construct the plan to get there. You know, we could kind of break down or mm-hmm. reverse engineer how the quickest way to get here with what we want to do. Right, right, yeah. I think that's that's the most important thing because if you don't actually know what you're working together towards, you're kind of just like going through the motions daily, making money, working your job, but you don't actually have a plan for like what you're trying to do with that. Right. Okay. So then, let's say, for instance, for my situation, right? Let's say that I've got fifty thousand dollars, right? like an inheritance or something. Yeah. And so I've got this 50 grand. Um, I guess the first thing I would want to do would be to take care of the taxes on that money. Mm -hmm. Right. So that would be number one. Boom. We're going to take care of the taxes. What do we have left? Like 45,000. Yeah. Let's say, let's say 40, just to be safe. We'll give government 20%. Yeah. Cause they always need more. And if you are owed back, they'll get, just give it to you when you file your taxes. Yeah, I would much rather send them more and get some back. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I've got forty grand, and my my goals are like, hey, I'm just kind of like just working right now. I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm not really, my credit's not really perfect where I want to go buy a house. I don't know if my income is... 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I don't know if I can depend on, on my company as much as I thought I could or something like that, you know. What would be the breakdown for the 40 grand? I don't need a new car. Uh, I've got a house that I'm renting. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. What would what would be the good breakdown with this 40K? What, okay. what should I do as far as a young person or someone who's coming into that? I want to set up something. Okay. So I think the first thing is, do Even you have couple? an emergency fund? Do you have money set aside for if you lose a job? Is say you break up and you got to go get your own place. Right. So your car breaks down. Like there's so much shit that can happen. So that would be my first question. Do you have money set aside to cover an emergency? No. So then I'll take, I'll just, I'll take it upon myself. I'll take five grand out of the 40 and I'm going to put that in my, my emergency fund. So before you allocate money, you have to, de- you have to calculate how much your expenses are on a monthly right, basis. Right. Cause they say what you need two months of, of, you need three months at least. So you need three months of, of income of what you what your daily spend is, right? So like, your monthly spend. So let's say like your your monthly expenses are three thousand dollars, right? Yeah. To cover your rent, all your essentials. Sure. So then you multiply that by three, and you need nine thousand dollars, which is your three month emergency fund. Okay. But that comes with a caveat. Three months is if you have an easy time finding a job. Like, let's say you can just go out there, you get a job real quick. Right. Not that you have some specialized career that, like, you can only do in one part of the world. Right. Or it's just, like, the job, the amount of jobs in that field are, like, very small. If that's the case, then you probably need to be bumping it up to, like, six months. Damn. So then at that point, that becomes 18 grand where, right. you know, for your emergency fund. And if you're self-employed, I definitely recommend it needs to be even higher, like, somewhere between nine and 12 months. Yeah. So then we're talking about, you know, potentially $36,000, is just going towards that emergency fund if you're a business owner. Because there's just so many things that can factor into, like, how quickly can you recover from that emergency. Right. Okay. All right. So I've got... So that's the, the first step. Okay. So I've got the I've got the forty grand. Yeah. And now I'm going to take 10 take grand. 10 grand. I'm going to take 10 grand. I'm going to yeah. throw that in my, my chase savings mm-hmm. for my rainy day. Yeah. Now I'm cool. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, all right. Now I've got thirty k left. What am I going to do now? Yeah. Before we move on from that, I do want to recommend, 
high yield savings accounts for storing your emergency fund versus just like a regular savings account. Ooh, at a you bank. did tell me about this. Yes. yes this so right. high yield savings accounts are just online bank accounts that have way higher interest rates. Yeah. I think my Chase savings is probably like a fraction of it's a percent. It's probably like 0.2% yeah, or some bad. bullshit. Yeah. It's bad. Whereas a company like Ally Bank, you can get like four and a half percent on your money. Literally just having it sit there. When I just did the Capital One thing, I just saw that they have a savings account and it's like 4.9 or something. There you go. It was, it was crazy. I was like, I didn't even know Capital One did banking. Yeah. I just thought they were just credit. Yeah, even investment companies do banking now. Like there's accounts called cash management accounts that you can get like with companies like Fidelity, Charles Schwab. Um, and it's basically like a high yield savings account too. But mm. it's a checking account versus a, a savings account. So but the highest I think it'll it just be makes is sense. like 5%? That's well, it? it depends because as the government raises interest rates, the interest rates on those accounts sure. go up. Okay. So it's always just a smart way to like literally make passive income on the money that you have sitting in a bank account anyway. Because you, you literally know you're don't not need to do really anything. Touch. Right, yeah. right. So I recommend high yield savings accounts. For the emergency fund is brilliant. Yeah. And especially because the cool thing about high yield savings accounts is that they're not typically associated with a physical bank. Right. So you're not going to just be able to walk into Chase and like pull your money out of an ATM. You're right. going to have to do a transfer to another bank account that right. then you can go to an ATM and pull money out. So it just helps you like have that moment of pause. Like, Forces do you. I really need to take this money out? Yeah, yeah. Because my 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 Chase savings right now, I can literally just fucking. Yeah. I, I mean, it has it has its own card. Right. So right. so make it a little harder for yourself to take that money out. Okay. Okay. So now that we talked about that, my next uh, advice would be like, okay, do you have any high interest rate debt? And this is for couples too, right? Mm-hmm. Couples could be doing this together. Yeah. Do you have credit cards that are like just racking up? And you're like, this shit's out of control. I just need to get rid of this debt. I would recommend taking a look and seeing like if there is high yield, I mean, high interest rate debt that you can get rid of with some of this money. Let's say you have $5,000 in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Take that five grand and put it towards the debt. Because it is going to hurt, but. It's going to hurt, but at the same time, like you're not going to have to worry about that shit anymore. Yeah. And you're not going to be paying like 25, 30% interest. And let's not forget this money is like inheritance, like, you know. <laughs> we won the, you won the lottery or something. It's like free money in a sense. That's uh-huh. how you have. That's how I'm looking at it. Right? Yeah. So yeah. So if you come into money, like use it to put yourself in a better position than you were before you had that money. Right. And getting right. out of expensive ass debt is a move. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. I think I have like one thing on mine, and I think that it's like five hundred bucks or something. And I I think I'll definitely end up doing that mm-hmm. for sure. I'll yeah. definitely like just whatever. I think it's literally the one last thing, but I think that would be gone. Okay. Okay. So we've paid off the debt. We have our emergency fund in place. I think it's important to put aside some money to do something fun, you know, especially because life is short and you want to make memories with money. Mm -hmm. So I think putting like $5,000 in a fun account or, you know, we're going to use this to go on a cool vacation. Maybe I'm going to upgrade my house in some way, blah, blah, blah. I think that's cool. Okay, so now we're at, now we're down to twenty k. Now we're down to twenty k. So we've got five grand for a trip or whatever. You, five grand to spend on yourself. Fun money, the best way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you can you spread said. that out throughout the year. Let's say you want to spend like you know five hundred dollars a month on like bougie ass dinner at right. your favorite fucking place. You could do that for a whole year. Yeah, and that's a fucking move too. Or it's like you know some people who don't really go out that much or whatever. They like. You know, want to ball out on a couple of subscriptions or yeah, something. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know what I mean. I don't know. Or go, like buy a bunch of shit on Amazon. 
Go get that luxury spa membership for a year, whatever you want. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're down to 20K. I think that the rest of the money needs to be allocated for wealth building. So whether that is like, let's put aside 10K for down payment on a property. Um, let's put aside money for investing in the stock market. Um, I think that's that money should be allocated for whatever your shared wealth building goals are. Okay. And maybe each person has their own individual goal too, right? Like maybe it's like, okay, 10 grand is going towards our shared goal. And maybe I'm going to give you some money to go and do something with that. Mm. But it has to be investment related. It could be like, maybe you want to start a business. Here you go. Here's your starting money, yeah. your seed money. Or maybe it's like, you know what? I want to max out my Roth IRA this year. So here's $6,500 to go and do that. Shit. <clears throat> well, I really, I really wish... I mean, everybody wishes it was more, right? But, of course. But at the end of the day, I mean, I do, I do wish it would be a number that was like enough to be able to do all that. But really, toss around that idea of opening a, uh, a a smoke shop in Puerto Rico, I just think is just I just think that's just such a move. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think that you know, already doing some research on it and stuff like that is is a move. But you know, and I feel like something like that's a little bit more reasonable to get into versus a, a house with everything the way that, you know, the way that things are now too. So, um, all right, cool. So yeah. And I mean, I guess it sounds so easy when you just have like a number to just pull five from here yeah. and 10 from here and then this five goes there. But I, I mean, eventually it, it is like that though. Eventually yeah. when you are financially set and stuff like that, you do have multiple bank accounts and it really is just moving numbers here and there, mm -hmm. you know? So um, all right. Now, do you think that there are anything that you would suggest for couples or anybody out there really that they could do right now to maybe, I don't know, increase, I don't know. Do you have like any cool tips or tricks on like quick ways that they can increase their credit or like mm. anything like that? Like any, you know, I mean, I know that you have like workbooks and stuff like that for them yeah. to like start side hustles and stuff, mm -hmm. which I think starting a side hustle has got to be way easier to do in a couple situation than, than, you know, by yourself, you know? Yeah. Cause you can have support, you know, to kind of pick up the slack with somebody's building. I mean, how many times do you see these, these couples out here that are, you know, starting a pressure washing company together or they're starting a house cleaning business together. Yeah. I mean, you've talked to several of these people. Yeah. So what would be your advice for something like that? So I think it's good to figure out like who's going to be kind of the money steward in the relationship, right? Like, cause I don't think it makes sense for necessarily both people to be that person. Um, so I think whoever is more comfortable kind of taking the lead with the finances, it's good to designate that. Like I've always been that person in my relationship sure. where it's like, we're earning money, but like, I'm going to make sure that the bills are paid. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm going to make sure that this investment happens and blah, blah, blah. Sure. I can respect that. So figuring out who's who, right. Playing into your strengths. Maybe one person's really good at making money, but they don't want to deal with like filing taxes or, you know, calling an estate planning attorney or whatever. Better be careful. Figure out who's <laughs> going to do what. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's important, like, figure out where those leaks are, those deficiencies are in your money situation. So let, let's say one person has good credit, the other one doesn't. You can make the person who doesn't have good credit an authorized user on your credit cards. Let's right. say you have a great credit score and you want to help your partner, you can make them an authorized user. 
basically that just ties your credit report to theirs, mm -hmm. but they're not responsible for any of the debt that is incurred on those credit cards. Right. You don't even have to give them the credit cards because once you put somebody as an authorized user, the credit card company is going to send you a card for them. Yeah. That's, don't even give it to them. That, that's where you're getting into the territory of, of split bank accounts, split yeah. credit cards and shit. You don't want that. Yeah. You know I mean, mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to give them the card in order for them to benefit off of your credit is what I'm saying. Uh -huh. And the cool thing is that let's say you have kids. You can actually make your kids authorized users on your credit. And by the time they turn 18, yep. they got a fucking 750 credit score. Do that? They can get the fuck out of your house. Did you do that for... I did that for my niece. Yes. So my niece is going to have like an 820 credit score by the time she's 18 years old. Right. She's going to set her up to be able to buy her first place to rent her first apartment, to yeah. buy her first car. She'll be able to get it. She's going to be getting great interest rates because she's going to have pretty much like a seven, eight-year credit history mm -hmm. by the time that she is out here in the world as a fully functional adult. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my dad did that with my with my sister because she's 10 years younger than me. Okay. And she's in her sophomore year of college. And I think, I know for a fact that she's been an employee of the business since mm -hmm. she was like 14 or something crazy. She's yeah. been getting weekly... And stuff like that, which has probably been going into a Roth or something. So, anyways, mm -hmm. continue. Yeah. So, um, I recommend doing that, but I also do recommend like not sacrificing your own financial goals for someone else. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because on Yo Quiero Dinero, I had an episode with a fellow entrepreneur who were both going through divorces at the same time, mm. and we talked about what how the processes looked different um, for me that I had a postnuptial agreement versus her that didn't. She basically ended up losing like most of her real estate investments. They wow. had to sell all of them. She ended up having to give her ex like hundreds of thousands of dollars to compensate for like investments that they had to split up and all these things. Jeez. And one of the things that stuck out to me that broke my heart about her situation was while they were married, she was focusing on helping him max out his investment accounts. So maxing out your investment account just means putting as much as is legally um, allowed on an annual basis. Yeah. And that maximum changes every year. It's dictated by the IRS. So I want to say that for this year, 2023, like if you have a 401k, you can put somewhere like $22,000. She spent like five or six years funneling their money into her ex's accounts. Oh. So they got his accounts up to like 200 grand hers were only like at 50K when they got married. Wow. And because of whatever the situation was with the divorce, he basically ended up with a lot more money saved for retirement than she did. Damn. Because she was putting a lot of her money towards his shit. Uh. So that for me is like, hell no, sis. I'm going to need you to focus on your own fucking accounts. And then when you have extra, then you can offer to help your partner. But don't be sabotaging your own financial success because you're like, oh no, I want to give it to him. Well, let's focus on him. I like, wonder no. what I wonder what kind of like. Well, I guess that was for their bedroom talk or whatever. But for some reason, I guess it made sense to her on paper. To I mean, like, they thought they were going to be together forever. Maybe they thought, well, we'll max out one first, and then we'll max out the next yeah. one. And you know, yeah. was he older? Maybe he was going to retire. No, they first. were the same age. Hmm, that's weird. And she was an entrepreneur. He was uh, working corporate. And so what's fucked up, too, about her situation was he was making like $200,000 a year through his, his job. his company's probably matching a certain yes. amount, too, right? Yeah. So his shit was probably filling up fast. Yeah, he was making two hundred k. I I want to say she was making like $750,000 as an entrepreneur. But because she built her business during the marriage, 
she basically had to buy him out of mm, her business, um, giving him X amount of hundreds of thousand dollars, even though he didn't ever work for her. <laughs> he never invested in the business. He never was a part of it. No name on the paperwork. But his 200K salary, he didn't have to give her half of that. Right. Because that's not how that works. Right. So it's just like, yo, there's so much shit that can happen in a breakup when you have a lot of financial intertwining. Jeez. And you just got to proceed with caution, y'all. That's why, yeah, I think that's like, you know, I, I haven't been able to, you know, I haven't been um, able to see the, the legal side of like a divorce and stuff like that, thank God, that obviously. Wild. But I, I, I just I've always said that inherent feeling in me of like, I think finances should just be separate. You know, it is what it is, you know, it, you know. But when they're separate in a marriage, it doesn't matter. No, I get it. That's I get the thing. It. Right. That's what people, you know, don't. The prenup thing They're is like, serious. oh, it doesn't matter. We don't need a prenup because we don't have any joint accounts. At the end of the day, that shit is all marital assets right. once you sign that fucking paper. Yeah. I think that everybody should definitely always consider doing a prenuptial agreement, especially if, you know, you think that. I think that it's big for people who are going to, you know, they expect an inheritance too. Yeah. You know, because it's like, even if you don't have the drive or you're not building a business like maybe you're just working your nine to five and you're cool you know you're just chilling but you know that whenever pops kicks the bucket you're going to inherit half of a 20 million dollar business facts like you're going to need to consider that like just because you married somebody and you inherited eight million dollars and then they want to like divorce you right after yeah they're gonna get that shit if you don't have that in place yeah and then also guys i watch a lot of true crime we're talking about (laughs) all this we're talking about all this prenuptial this and (laughs) you know conjoined that but lord have mercy i swear to god this (laughs) this this whole life insurance scandal shit is crazy and everybody always gets they all get off they all get you know they're all dead within two or three months of the policy starting. Okay. Mm. You know, nobody's paying on the life insurance policy for 15 years and then Sharon ends up falling out by the horse shed. You know why? Because life insurance proceeds are one of the few ways you can get income tax free money. Yeah. So and that million dollars looks really nice when you don't have to give 40% of it to the government. Well, plus it blows my mind that these, these insurance policies are just given to people, you know, unbeknownst to them. They have mm. no idea because this husband, husband pulls out a life insurance policy on his wife and like, yeah, and they don't require a medical exam sometimes. So people don't even know they've been opened, which is insane. It's so right. Insane. And then like, and then, um, I saw one case where they were like, I think it was like it must have been a five hundred thousand dollar policy or something, but it was like a couple grand a month or something. Like this guy was, he was making good money, but he was also, you know, paying good money on his wife's name, and he did that for a, a certain amount of time, and then you know, he ended up inheriting like one point two million dollars off of whatever. And it's like a, it's like a sick investment. Yeah, you know, they're like, I'm gonna invest sixty grand on these weird ass fucking payments to get 1.2 1. 1. 2 million. 2 million and it's like hey and i'm gonna be single at the end of the day jesus deal. christ it's fucking crazy y'all be careful so who you please marry. be fucking careful out there Cortez <laughs> chronicles has your back all right yeah man do please. the background checks when you start dating somebody please <laughs> oh my god it's so true the the, the 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 background check thing is insane and like also you know the the uh, another form of background check like we just got done talking about in this episode is 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 the, the financial background Hell you know yeah. that's like that's the serious thing you know because if people people do fucked up shit for money and if someone feels like 
you're their ticket or they can, you know, somehow embezzle money from you mm-hmm. or, or, you know, God forbid, set up some type of life insurance scheme on you. You, you just always watch your back. You know, people Facts. have been killed for a lot less and, and people do weird shit for money. You see it all the time when, when people pass away and the family gets crazy over some money. Like well, it's I mean, wild. Look, people were buying fake money called crypto for money you know what i'm saying so there's a lot of weird crazy shit going on in the world yeah you know it's one thing my dad and i talked about you know because i have the, the step parent and all that stuff but it was like one of those things where he was just like look i've got everything wrapped up in a trust like so the whole thing is like everything's parceled out there mm-hmm. is no dispute there's not even going to be there's nothing he's like i i've already said what happens and the lawyers have say whatever happens after that but nobody can do whatever go. So that's great. Shout out to Pops for having his shit together because a lot of us, especially if you're a first-gen kid, you know, there's that drama when somebody drops dead and you're like, but I want the house. But then the sibling's like, no, but I want the house. It, yeah. No, nah, it's too much. Yeah, and it's like, well, I live there longer. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, Jesus, okay. All no. Right. Moral of the story, y'all. You got to talk about money. You have to. You got to talk a... about that shit. You right. cannot be, if you can't talk about money, you won't be able to talk about a lot of other shit that's going to come up in your relationship. Maybe that's why, you know, not to toot our horn or anything, but we have really good communication. We do. We talk about anything. Like, there's nothing that I'm afraid to talk to you about. Right. Exactly. I will literally show you my butthole if I had to. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, if you ever had like a tapeworm situation, <laughs> Not gonna lie, I got your back. I guess. Thanks, I appreciate it. Just get a public bag, and <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Your asshole, that's hilarious. I think I just saw that. That's how you know it's love. No, I think I just saw that. Actually. Um, all right. So, anyways, speaking of asshole, great yes. segment. Um, you know, we're uh, gonna switch it on over to the uh, "Am I the Asshole" segment. Okay. Yes, my favorite part of this yes. show. Are you Denise's asshole segment? No. <laughs> Okay, so this one's going to be called Two Tampons May Mean My Marriage Is Over. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, I'm going to sum it up a little bit because it is kind of long. Okay. And then I'm going to join into the to the story a little bit later down. Okay. So, like I said, this husband, this is a wife that's writing this about her husband. And they are friends with another couple. And the husband works with the wife of that couple. So, they carpool. They go to lunch. Everybody's in each other's cars, blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, the wife, the other day, is strapping in one of the kids in the back, and she looks down in the floorboard behind the passenger seat, and there's a brand new ta- tampon laying there. Like, it must have fell out of a purse or something like that. Okay. Now, the reason why that stands out is because the wife is on the shot, right? Uh-huh. So, she's on the birth control shot. What do you call that? Deprovera. Is that what it is? Yes. So, she's on the shot, right? So, she's... No, no periods, nothing like that. There's yes. no real need for her to have one and whatever. So she thinks it's a little strange. The next time they're all hanging out, she thinks to herself, oh, I'll just fake an emergency and I'll see if old girl's got a tampon. Oh. Right. So she's I like, like how she thinks. She's like, hey, you know, um, I need a tampon. Boom. She pulls out one identical to the one that's in the, in the, in the, in the seat, you know. In, in the, the car. car. Right. Uh-huh. So she confronts her husband about it. Nothing too crazy. But she asked the husband, hey, so what's up with the tampon? Da, da, da. She tells him the story. And he's like, look, it probably just fell out. Whatever the case is. Boom. Okay. So fast forward. I'm gonna, now I'm going to bring and I'm going to come into the story. Okay. okay. So I put it out of my mind. And so we had dinner with Fiona and her husband a couple weeks later. 
I sincerely wanted to believe my husband. I just couldn't get over the way that it had been tucked in the seat and how my husband had seemed not to have any regard for it whatsoever. Maybe playing dumb, I don't know. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Oh, sorry. All right, boom. Anyways, sorry, I messed that part up. Okay. But now, after the car, the, the thing's been found in the car, it said, I thought I'd seen the last of the out-of-place feminine hygiene products until I found another tampon this morning, this time in my sock drawer. <laughs> what? She said, I feel physically ill at the thought of my husband having an affair and even more nauseated at the thought that the woman might have left these tampons out for me to find. Oh, shit. If it was my husband's coworker, why would she give herself away by offering me one the other night? In any other situation, I would want to talk to my husband about this, but I feel too sick and embarrassed to approach him with what I've found. What should I do? Isn't that crazy? <sighs> I think this bitch has been in her house. You think so? Yeah, I think she's been in the house. Now, yeah. if they're having leaving it on purpose? I think Yeah, Damn. I do. And you know why? Because I had the same situation happen in my house where I found a pair of underwear under the sink in yeah. my fucking house. Were they like all nasty and? I did not observe them in that way because mm. I would just look at them and like, first of all, these do not belong to me. This mm. is not my size, mm. and I threw them away. And I was alone in the house at the time, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pretend I didn't see this. Damn. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think that that bitch is absolutely planting. That's what I thought too when I first read when I first heard the story and stuff like that. I was just thinking to myself, like, man, you know, because you always hear the story of 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 the chick that's that's being used to cheat on. Mm -hmm. She always gives the the, the ultimatum to the husband. You and gotta is, leave her. And this is how <laughs> this is how the chick ends up strangled, or they end up conniving together to kill the wife. Like, yeah, it always comes down to this fork in the road where she's like, I'm tired of being number two. Boom. And it's like, maybe, life. maybe she didn't even want to be number two. Maybe she just wanted to be like, 
I'm just going to, you know, be a homewrecker and just let this shit pop off. I mean, that's what happened to me, right? The bitch showed up at my house, knocking on the door, talking about, hey, I've been with your husband for three years. I guess she got tired of, like, the runaround. I mean, did she know that she that he he was married? Uh, she said that he told her that we were separated. Wow! But then it's like I asked her, like, why do you? How do you know my house? Because she showed up by herself, right? And she's like, oh well, this is where I would come whenever he was here, right, right, right. And I'm like, so bitch, you really thought this man? Could afford this fucking house by himself? I mean, look, he's a fucking <laughs> successful DJ. Get the fuck out of here. fucking Diplo out You are wild. This but you know what? I never, I never had photos on the wall, so that might be why. You know, maybe she didn't know. Well, guess, but, what, guess what? You got photos on the wall now. Yeah, I sure do. Hey, Puerto Rico <laughs> photos, if that. Yes. Hey. All right. So, all right, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't think she's the asshole. And I, I also... And not sure if anything's actually really happening. I mean, it could be happening. I'm going to need a lie detector test at the minimum. Polygraph that motherfucker. Do you think that, (laughs) I mean, I don't, I think that it would be safer for her to go and ask the girl than it would be to ask the husband. Like if she's, if she's like really that upset about it and like whatever, and she needs to know or she wants to know, then I think I would just ask the chick, not on like any type of like hostile, aggressive energy either. I would just be like, hey, so... About the tampon in my well, sock drawer. Yeah, I've noticed these two things, and I'm just like, if you're trying to tell me that my husband's doing me dirty, then that's cool. But yeah. like, I just want to know now because if I need to take the kids and like get a divorce, please tell me. Yeah, like don't like don't delay this shit, especially if you're being this flagrant about it. You yeah. want to be with him? Go have him, but let me know. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I don't want you to like do weird shit to my toothbrush and stuff. <laughs> it's like a sick game for you, you know? Like these people are fucking gross. Yeah, I would be really suspicious if I was her. You know, the only other thing I could assume if we want to give the husband the benefit of the doubt is that he found the tampon in his car. Yeah. Because maybe she dropped two and he only saw one. Mm -hmm. And so he brought it upstairs and put it in her drawer. Well, one of the comments on the thread, um, a lady was like, okay, so before I get into what I actually think, she's like, I do want to just preface it by saying my husband... Um, is, is guilty of just whenever he picks up in the house, in the room and stuff like that, he picks stuff up and he just puts it like in my drawer okay. or like in the closest drawer, you know, kind of ballparks it. She's yeah. like, so that's the only thing. But she's like, but the fact that you're on the shot, the fact that you don't even have the shit in the house is crazy. Yeah. It could only be coming from this woman. Right. And so it, how is it getting in the house? It's either she's putting it in the house or the husband's just the dummy. <laughs> that or, I mean, yeah. And then, all right. So then. As the side chick, uh, as the side chick, what would be, what would be the, uh, what would, what would you expect the outcome to be? I mean, you would expect for the wife to come to you at some point, or like, yeah, I mean, I think he's, she wants maybe him to get divorced, and he, she's just waiting it out. What if they weren't even hooking up, and she was just doing it to just tear up their relationship just for fun, and she was oh just like God. on some bored friend shit? She's like, I just want to see if I can like play like the puppeteer, wow, and then like I'll just. Go in the fucking in the room, and I'll just put one in her under underwear drawer. Because how is he gonna how is he gonna explain that? That's right? some psycho shit, right? I mean, but it could get. It's, I feel like that's a movie plot. It really, it really it's is. Like I'm that, just like that first jealous of all, friend that's like, I don't want him, but I don't we need want to get you her to fired. Happy either. <laughs> get know? her fired from your job, like, sir. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want you to have the white picket fence because I don't have it. 
Yo. All right. This is I'm why gonna... my circle is small and I'm tight. Two tinfoil hat over here. No, you are very, you are very conspiracy theory based. So people do crazy shit. Yeah, though, no, and it's, it's true. like you know, once you hear about what things can do to people's relatives and like their own kids, yeah. just stupid shit. You're just like, man, you can't, you can't put anything past anybody. No. You know, I'm not saying you're doing it, but I am also saying that. It's a possibility. I just came <laughs> up with it. So you can't tell yes. me that it's like, you know, I mean, no. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, she should be very, very suspicious and do her research onto what the fuck's going on. And honestly, it's one of those situations for me that if it smells like fire, it might be a fire. I, I've got an idea. She can just call um, Janice private, yeah. eye, pri- private eye, invest- <laughs> private investigator, enterprises and i swear to god janice will have that man sniffed down in about four hours facts we're gonna be parked outside his fucking job watching his ass oh no we not know. we you no i'm saying me and the wife oh shit <laughs> <laughs> i don't want any me smoke. and the wife are gonna be finding out what's going on real quick you guys will be in there like like you guys are like two old spanish ladies yes, watching Caso with, Serrano. Wigs, with wigs and clown makeup on <laughs> Caso Serrano. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. This uh, was fun, babe. Yeah, absolutely. All yeah. right. So I'm going to leave next next week's um, subject or whatever topic, I guess, up to you. Or maybe okay. we'll just have something hit us throughout the week. Yeah, I think we're going to leave it as a mystery and we'll see what we end up with for next week. But we will be in Puerto Rico. So we'll be shooting some couples content out there. Uh, make sure that you tune into the YouTube channel to watch that. Corazon Chronicles podcast. Please make sure you're following us on social media. You can find us on X, a.k.a. Twitter, at the, um, what the hell's our handle? Corazon Pod. Corazon Pod. And you can find us on Instagram at Corazon Chronicles Pod. Please make sure you are leaving ratings and reviews on the show if you listen on Apple. Make sure you're sharing, subscribing, so you never miss an episode. And, uh, yeah, if you want us to answer, if you want us to answer a question on the show, you can send us a DM. Hit that DM. Slide in there. Or you can email us at Corazon Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Before we tune out, uh, just want to remind you of the sponsor of our show, BetterHelp. You can get affordable therapy from anywhere in the world right from your phone. Just go to betterhelp.com slash Corazon to get 10% off your first month. And don't forget to go check out Yo Quiero Dinero with Janice. She has all kinds of side hustle um, she's got courses. She's got workbooks for you guys. I mean, she, she's got all kinds of, I mean, just her podcast alone on YouTube, you can go in there and there's all kinds of how to handle your debt, how to build your credit, what to do with real estate. And they're all interviews of people that are experts in those fields. So absolutely, definitely go check that out. And then also on, on when we upload next week, I think that that episode will be from, it's going to be from somewhere in Puerto Rico. We're going to find Ooh, a spot to record. Hell yeah. We're going to bring the tripod with us. we got to go to El Junque, babe. El Junque, I mean, maybe that, I don't know. Maybe we maybe we use the mics that we have on right now and try yeah. to do it at the beach. Hell maybe yeah. we can do something from the, 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 the condo. Maybe the condo. Maybe mm. we can have the background I'm here for it. Of, the, of the ocean up there. I mean, we're on the 13th floor. Yeah. So it's a vibe. I think that would be fucking sick. People let's could do see it. Backdrop in Puerto Rico episode. Hell yeah. Super excited for that. Woo. All right, let's go. All right, y'all. So we will see you next week. Make sure that you are tuning in, sharing the show, and uh, we'll see you soon. Adios, amigos. Bye. See you. <laughs>